welcome. In this podcast, I share and explore holistic practices to beautify inside and out. I share the very best tips and insights to help you experience health and beauty as we age. We'll explore trends and adaptations to invasive procedures, and I'll interview health and beauty thought leaders. Listen as we explore natural wisdom approaches to health and beauty. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so grateful. Welcome. Today, this podcast is going to maybe be a topic that you want to hear about. Maybe it's a topic you don't want to hear about, but I really think it's important, um, especially around beautifying from the inside out over a certain age. And I have found this to be probably the biggest conundrum of my life, and that is perimenopause and menopause. And this special time of our lives is a time that is so full of confusion, and it's actually getting better. So when I was going through perimenopause, I it was actually, it began probably before I had my second child. At around the age of 35, we begin this um, motion of calibrating inside our bodies without your awareness. And we are cal- our bodies are calibrating us for the next phase of life. So there's not a switch that happens. It's like, okay, you're in perimenopause. And in our modern medical community, that is how it is presented. So people who are in their 30s are not fully educated. And maybe you are. And maybe you know someone who is, but for the most part, for you know, most women, people are considered to be in early perimenopause. Like if you are in perimenopause and you're in your thirties, it's early for you. And that is not true. That is not true. According to holistic health wisdoms. I am schooled in Ayurveda. I am an Ayurveda digestive health counselor. I've studied with many Ayurveda teachers and some who are specialists in women's health. And it's at the age of 35 when men and women start this trajectory toward middle age. So the idea that, you know, oh, it really happens to women in their 50s yeah, it does. You know, some women go into perimenopause in their 50s and, you know, that can happen. But that is a stretch. It's on, that's an unusual um, age for those signs and symptoms to be showing. And at age 35, so many women, including me, begin to have children uh, in a modern culture where the cost of living is higher than it's ever been in our modern day history for the individual 
for a couple, for a family, we often put that on the back burner to be able to, you know, fully fund it in the best position possible. And for a lot of people, that means being, you know, forward in their careers. So when I was 35, I was pregnant and I um, was pregnant in the way of fertility drugs. And I, you know, for a couple of years before that, we started trying when I was 33, it took a little time. And, you know, what was happening on my FSH levels were, um, my FSH was high and low, it just depended on <laughs> the test. But that's a sign of erratic hormones. And that's a sign of perimenopause. So, you know, no one ever told me um, in the fertility world, oh, yeah, you know, this actually, your body is, you know, you know, th they did tell me that I was on up in the years for getting pregnant. But they actually didn't explain to me that my body was going through what is the beginning of perimenopause. I think it would have reset my perspective a little bit. And I'm just so grateful that I do have my children. And my um, after having one baby, naturally, I got pregnant um, very easily. And this is exciting and wonderful. So now I, you know, fast forward, I'm now, I'm turning 52 next month. And I have two wonderful kids that I'm just thrilled to pieces to be with. But the reality is the kind of mother I am at this stage in my life is different than if I had had children in my fertile time. I have my own um, problems <laughs> related to aging right now. And I have a 12-year-old. You know, and I, I really have to take a lot of great measures to be fully immersed in being a mom right now. And that means going to bed early, nurturing myself, nourishing the body, limiting alcohol, and saying no to opportunities to be with social, you know, friendships, saying no to opportunities to work because I want to prioritize my time with my family. And, you know, that's not for everyone, but those days of being able to burn the candle at both ends is over. What is happening? Whoops. Okay, it's over. It's, it's not possible any longer. Those days when I could multitask, do a couple jobs, make everybody happy, you know, try to make myself happy, do everything, be everywhere, travel to visit family, travel to visit, you know, in-laws, go on vacation, all of those things. It's very overstimulating to me now. And what I am here to share with you is that that overstimulation started when I was 35. 
<laughs> and having children highlighted the discrepancy in hormones that I had um, and really exacerbated my postpartum. And I'm sharing this here because I feel like a lot of the women that I know glaze over these um, considerations about being a mom, you know, having children later in our, um, our fertility range. And it's complicated, right? It's complicated for everyone. Everyone's on a different traje trajectory. But what I don't hear is a real conversation about the impact for yourself and for those around you about um, going through menopause, perimenopause, with or without children. I'm just describing my experience because it's, you know, the best story that I have to share with you about it. But I've been collecting other stories from other women. And what I'm learning is that, you know, I'm not alone. And one of the reasons I see that the modern medical establishment really doesn't highlight, share, or invest in awareness for women around fertility, perimenopause, menopause, is the financial gain for fertility, uh, medicalized fertility, is so powerful. And, you know, it is our life and every woman can make those decisions about how to procreate and using technology is amazing and really fortifying our lives with humanity um, of, you know, our own making is truly lovely. But the what gets lost in this narrative is the experience of the woman. Uh, beyond the fertility, the woman who is, you know, having hormone fluctuations that aren't being acknowledged, having signs and symptoms that are simply perimenopause and not being told about it. And perhaps it's because the doctors aren't aware and aren't schooled on perimenopause. But there's a dysfunction that remains in our modern culture around women's health. Have you been considering a holistic skincare regimen? I have been using Blue Beautifly products for a few years and am obsessed with the quality and the efficacy in how they are created with so much love. I enjoy the Ayurvedic herbs as well as the inclusive nature of other holistic modalities including science. The founders are scientists. This brand is 100% plant derived. They don't have any of that funky artificial stuff inside. They donate 20% of the profits to help children and women in need around the world and encourage reuse of their bottles. How awesome is that? The link is in my show notes and use the code beautify b-e-a-u-t-i-f-y 10 beautify 10 to receive 10% off of your purchase 
I'm so excited to share this with you and I can't wait to hear how much you love it. Okay, so welcome back. I hope you will give Blue Beautifully a try. This in particular is really a wonderful holistic skincare and hair care line for those of us over a certain age. It's great for everyone, but as we enter into middle age with perimenopause and menopause, having holistic skincare products can really create some balance in our lives, help us feel beautiful, help us feel like we are able to just handle anything. When your skin is feeling good, it's protecting the inside of your biome. So that's why I want to share this with everyone. Some of the classic and misunderstood signs of menopause are, um, you know, over time you hear some of the same things over and over again, that you're going to have moodiness, that you're going to have erratic uh, periods maybe, or maybe you have different kinds of um, dryness in the body. But there are other signs. And the reason I'm sharing this, this is printed up. It's published across the internet and different platforms. But it's really by the word of mouth that um, women my age are discovering this um, this outline of signs and symptoms. Because quite honestly, our medical care providers are not reliably sharing this with people. Enough people I know who are in perimenopause do not understand these signs and symptoms. And I am uh, just curious about why this would be. But just that aside, I want to share this with everyone that is listening, everyone that I know. So I'm also using this as a training to share with my perimenopausal and menopausal clients in the Flourish program, which is a holistic program that takes you through nine months of restoring your lifestyle. So really getting down to the granular level about how you organize your life, how you can sustain any kind of health initiatives that you take on now and in the future with a solid lifestyle checkup. So this is going to be part of their training and you're getting it here, which I love. So I just want to kind of go through some of the classic and misunderstood signs of menopause and just take note here. I also have this in my blog. I'm publishing that next week. So you can look out for that on beautifyfaceyoga.com. It'll be at the top of the feed of blogs. And the first one that was the most defining for me to really understand I was in perimenopause and I actually didn't understand it for almost two years until I finally got to a doctor who could explain it to me and that is skin rashes. We can find that all over the body. Those of us in perimenopause are missing out on the normal Um, supply of estrogen. Our body is fluctuating. Sometimes it's high estrogen. Sometimes it's low estrogen. So when it's high estrogen, you may have just that sensuality. You may want to have um, sex all the time, or maybe your libido is just really high. 
and maybe your skin is looking really beautiful. Maybe you have erratic periods if you have high estrogen and then low estrogen. So that if that's the case, that's what's going on. And then if your estrogen is low, you might start experiencing dryness all over the body, including the vagina. Your periods are going to begin to cease. And you could even get skin rashes on the outside of the skin. So when this starts happening, it's something to really take note of. A lot of people overlook skin rashes and things like psoriasis and eczema is just, oh yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But it's actually this a sign of just real discord in the body. So a rash is a very good indicator that it's time to really check in on what's going on with your body's systems. So skin rash and skin discolorations all over the body. It could be anywhere, actually. I have a friend who has these funny, really dark uh, discoloration, like melasmas, all over her body. And that's totally related to low estrogen levels. She's going through all kinds of doctors, just a trail of doctors to figure this out. But once I told her what was going on, and she went straight to her um, her gynecologist and got some really great support by bringing it up to the doctor. So a lot of times you have to bring this up. Could this be? Could this be perimenopause? Could this be menopause? Could this be the time of my life? Once you bring up that discussion, the doctors can offer you a, a wide range of supports that can help you stabilize yourself because the reality is when we have really low estrogen and start presenting these signs on our skin, it's generally a good rule of thumb that you're going to be having some problems with osteoporosis um, early on as well. So the skin and bones are really deeply connected in Ayurveda. Um, so understanding this can be very helpful to your health and then you can take some action some holistic action medical action whatever you need to do um the next thing i wanted to share which are related to skin are weak and brittle nails so that's also a great indicator of health there are some things that we can do about this you know bolstering our calcium intake really making sure that we have enough protein in our diet, whether it's plant-based or animal proteins. At this time of our life, um, animal proteins can be very rejuvenative to the body as long as you're not eating too much and as long as it's sourced from a high-quality source. The same goes for hair loss or any kind of hair issues. You may have some thinning or hair loss in different spots, which can be embarrassing and also confusing to us, which can um, create a lot of time circulation around trying to fix the problem or finding the right product or fixing your hair a certain way or finding a hat and all of that stuff. All of those kinds of lifestyle shifts are very normal, but the reality is it can create a lot of confusion in the life of a modern woman. So that's why I'm sharing this information with you. And then just 
Several more things. Digestive issues are very common. This is related to the lack of estrogen. Estrogen is a really wonderful hormone that lubricates the entire body in a number of different ways. It lubricates our digestive tract, our eyes, mouth, our sinuses, the vagina, our elimination all over the body. So um, we might also get acne because our skin is not able to eliminate um, through our skin as effectively as it once was able to do. So you might find that you get some adult acne and the same goes for the bowels and the urinary tract. This can be a common time when women get urinary tract infections or get um, a lot of constipation, which is very uncomfortable and unhealthy. So you want to take care in finding a solution to remedy this. And I'll go into that in just a moment. So other things that happens, we might get sensory uh, disruption. So what that means is we might start having a wild burning sensation in the mouth. That's very common. That can be very scary for some people. Um, the reason it can be scary is it's unusual and you haven't experienced that before. And it's it's uh, it's distracting, especially in a social environment. It can really require you to remove yourself to find some relief. Food cravings and allergies are also very common. So you might, again, with a whole mouth sensory experience, you might find that you need to have certain things in your pantry, in your fridge. You might have all kinds of food cravings. Nothing is off the list here. Anything can come forward and it can remind you of maybe when you were young um, as an adolescent you might have gotten food cravings around the time of your period. It's that level of bodily um, discord that's happening. It's almost like having adolescence again and that can be very troubling and confusing to a lot of women who aren't aware of these kinds of signs and symptoms. Allergies, like I mentioned, that can present on the skin. It can present as a food allergy. It can present in a number of different ways. Sneezing. Um, you might you know, you might have some new sensitivity to pollen. It's very common. It doesn't mean that you're going to need uh, to be on allergy medicine for the rest of your life or anything like that. This is really just part of this perimenopausal and menopausal cycle. And then some other things that happen with our senses, we get brain fog. A lot of times with uh, when we're deep, especially in menopause, we can experience brain fog. And that's really from the lack of estrogen that lubricates the nervous system. So the brain fog is interrupted at this point um, in the synapses of our brain because it's just dry in there. So just give yourself a break. If, you're, if you have a little memory lapse, just laugh it off. Just mention that you might have a little brain fog. It does go away after a while. The body gets used to a lower level of estrogen or you can supplement with foods and holistic techniques to add more estrogen to your diet. You might find that you have a little bit of a belly bloat or you're finding it hard to lose weight. 
again, this is related to the drying of the body. So the body is hanging on to whatever you're eating. It's hanging on to the moisture, which means that it's hard for you to eliminate. And then you get bloated. And it's hard to lose that weight that you might find that is sort of sticking into your body. It's tough. It can be really mind warping experience <laughs> for most people who have, you know, always exercised, still exercising and finding that their body shape is just different. What's also really interesting is you might have an increased or decreased libido. So at the beginning of perimenopause, you might find that you have more of a sex drive and that can be really exciting, right? Really, really fun. But then you can find that there's a big jag very quickly like you might have erratic feelings of libido so that is from the increase and decrease of estrogen and progesterone and then you might have heavy or scant menses so this is troubling to some women who aren't aware that perimenopause might start as early as 35 because that's generally when heavy or scant periods could begin and it doesn't mean that you're sick doesn't mean that you are, um, you know, having, you know, it's, it should be thought that, oh, wow, I need to check out if I have, if I'm in menopause or perimenopause, probably are. That's the most likely thing. It could be something else that's more um, emergency oriented. So you definitely want to get it checked out, but always keep in your mind, you might have to remind your, your medical practitioner that you may very well be in perimenopause. Unfortunately, that's just sort of the case. So moodiness, we already talked about that, but that can be very difficult. Um, erratic feelings, you might just not feel good in your, in your skin. Something might really set you off. And that feeling of just being explosive in your skin is very real. It may not be your usual, but it's very real. So again, think of yourself as like going through adolescence again in a different way. You're winding it down. Um, and then finally, the one thing I really wanted to share are the migraines and fatigue that can happen. Actually, there are more more things that I didn't really mention I need to get to as well. But migraines and fatigue, those are very... Um, different but also very similar migraines when they happen it's a sign of hormone fluctuations many young women get this at the very beginning of their cycles and it's the same here um, for winding down the cycles it just is something that happens it can come in multiples so you want to make sure that you have some awareness around this it can have, they have their own signs and symptoms of maybe seeing bright light, being needing to be in darker spaces. You might have halos that you see, and you shouldn't be worried. You shouldn't be scared about this. This is normal, and it's not cool, but it is something that does happen. It's very common, and I want to bring awareness to this because I think people can feel more at ease in their bodies, which we all need, right? So fatigue, joint pain, and muscle aches. These are 
also related to the fluctuations of hormones in the body. We can find that our estrogen depletes and then testosterone might also be spiking. It might be coming forward as the um, pituitary gland. Your thyroid is negotiating all of this hormone changes. And then what happens is your liver is taxed because it's processing all of these hormones for elimination as they pass through your body. They have to come out of your body. And the liver taxation can lead to fatigue, joint pain, muscle aches, and inflammation in the body. So that's where you also see the skin rashes as well. And then just some other symptoms, tender breasts. Your breasts might be on fire. They might feel very intense and you just want to take care here and um, just giving yourself some extra nurturing at this time. You might even have a cool pad that you could put on your breast to help them just calm the feelings down. You might experience other things like that may be confusing to you like dizziness. Sometimes our proprioceptive sense awareness is a little wonky during perimenopause and menopause this is this can be very disconcerting but it's not um it's it's common and you do want to seek out some medical attention if you're really worried about this but do do take note that it is probably this change of your life that's happening and then Something that can be a little more concerning and lead people to thinking about autoimmune disorders is you can have some nervous system issues of tingling extremities and limbs. This is very common for the menopausal and perimenopausal person. This again is attributed to the lower estrogen levels that just don't reach our nervous system in the most refined ways. The tingling in our extremities and limbs is very, very common um, for so many of us. But unfortunately, some people start thinking they might have an autoimmune disorder. And, you know, it's good to just think about what the most likely thing that is happening could be. And then work from there. Definitely check in with your doctor if you're having any of these issues. And the other thing that can happen early is osteoporosis. This is especially indicative if you are having joint pain or bone pain. That can be alarming and you want to preserve your bones, especially at these early ages of 40, 50 in our lives. And then the traditional things of hot flashes and night sweats. Those are all vasodilation issues related to estrogen, estrogen loss. And what can happen is if you're having hot flashes and night sweats, you want to watch out for heart signs and symptoms of things like heart palpitations. These are very common. You might feel like it's anxiety related and maybe it is but most likely it's related to the lowered um, estrogen in your body some other heart signs and symptoms that can happen are 
having high cholesterol and high blood pressure. You may experience these for the very first time in your life and you know, welcome to the club. It does happen. Our There's some things we just can't control, especially when we have hormones that are fluctuating. So we're not as efficient in our um, use of cholesterol and blood pressure. And we might find that we need to adjust some dietary um, actions in our life. And you might find any other diseases that you may have and experience like PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and autoimmune disorders, if you have any sexually transmitted diseases, or anything that is chronic to you, you are going to have exacerbated symptoms of these other diseases during perimenopause and menopause. It's just a reality. Your body is functioning in a different way so you're going to revisit whatever other issues you have in your life in your body and that's just the way it is unfortunately and you may not be told this by your medical care provider a lot of times they aren't schooled on perimenopause and menopause especially your general practitioner they I have been schooled in a number of things and women's health is not at the top of the list. So it would take a general practitioner who wanted to study women's health to do that, to add to their practice. So these signs and symptoms, any concerns that you do have around perimenopause and menopause, it's probably best for you to discuss it with your gynecologist. They are going to be more versed in hormone fluctuations than your general practitioner. You may find a holistic practitioner who is very well um, studied on all of these signs and symptoms, or you also may wind up at an endocrinologist, which I did when I had a horrible rash and I kept getting pushed to dermatologists, endocrinologists, allergists, and the reality is the last um, doctor that I got to, an endocrinologist, dermatologist, <laughs> she was she was like this, this incredible goddess person. She had worked with an endocrinologist um, on a number of research projects, so she herself was not an endocrinologist, but she was a dermatologist. And she referred me to an endocrinologist just to make sure, just to like suss everything out. And uh, she knew that my skin rashes were perimenopausal related. And when I was having all of this stuff sorted out, by the time I had it all sorted out, this was how many years ago? Five years ago. So I was 47. That's obviously a time when someone would be going in <laughs> perimenopause and menopause. Like, it just is. So, I just feel like so many people who go to a medical provider don't under, don't get the kind of guidance and care about this. And I just want to share it. I do find this information on the internet. I have read books, um that are so lovely, that are focused on holistic women's health, 
one of the book, the first books I read in the 90s that really kind of lit up my my love for women's health is um, by Christian North Northrop. She's a doctor, and it's called Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, and I'm sure it's been print, you know, reprinted a number of times. And I know you can find a number of books about this topic, but the women in my life who I know who are at this stage of life, they all have children. They all have parents that they're helping to navigate old age. And we're in a generation that is really feeling a lot of pressure with financial concerns. It's more expensive to have a family than it ever has been. And it's really hard to take care of ourselves. So if you can gather this information here on a podcast or in my blog and just know oh yeah, that's probably what's going on. This is what I need to do. It could really minimize the time it takes for you to discover a diagnosis or to get care for yourself and even to initiate your own care with um, yoga and restorative yoga. Meditation can really help adding certain foods to your diet like more tofu to add some estrogen to your diet you could start taking some uh, shatavari which has phytoestrogens in it and it seems to really it works so well it's been it's used for millennia for women's health to help calm the hormone fluctuations in the body it's just like a bridge it's an adaptogen so it also works in the body in whatever way you need it to work especially in establishing just mood balancing and also just helping you feel good in your body the sense awareness is more refined with shatavari and then the other one i want to recommend is wonderful ashwagandha which is a great adaptogen it helps to um, restore the matter of the body you do have to take these two ongoing and long term but you add that with some ginger and cinnamon to just offer some nice warmth in the body that helps to just balance out everything else that's going on warming up the blood getting things just balanced out that can be a very wonderful thing at this time of year course if you're really having a lot of hot flashes you might think that cooling down is the right way to go and with that you could add some things like licorice root and go to cola um, to your diet to yourself as a tea or a supplement those are things that can really help with memory loss and brain fog so there are some holistic things that you can do um, one of the other things that I would recommend is what you should not do you should minimize alcohol at this time in your life it dries out our body so if you are 35 you're starting to see signs and symptoms just reduce your alcohol and notice the changes it can actually really help to minimize the signs and symptoms of menopause menopause and perimenopause and then add moisture to your diet so if you don't take soups for 
a meal, add a soup as a meal every day. It allows you to hydrate more in the body. And I'm talking about, well, any soup will do, but generally a brothy soup, vegetable broth. You can use sea algae to make a broth. You can, um, you know, use bone broth even that can be fortifying for the body. And with these kinds of techniques, you're going to find an ease in balancing these signs and symptoms. The modern lifestyle of staying up late and working long periods of time in a seated position, those things are hard on the body. And then you add a diet that's filled with fried foods, alcohol, sweets all the time. That's going to create problems in your digestion and problems in your body. So just take good care, take better care of yourself. And you can go to my website, beautifyfaceyoga.com and you can find a myriad of programs, free content to help you navigate how to balance the body. And these are the things I wanted to share with you. It's kind of a lot, right? It's a lot. So I hope if you find that you have anything that you gleaned from this, you go back and listen to it again, share it with someone who you know. And then if you will, I just would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and give me a five-star review. That's the podcast source so many people go to. Spotify is great too. Just so more people can get this information. You know, I may not be the teacher for everyone, but I know if you like it, someone else might as well. Thank you so much for being here and have a wonderful, wonderful day. Namaste. This program is sponsored by Flourish. The members in this nine-month guided self-development program experience a personalized lifestyle update that is lasting. What we do in this program is profound and steeped in the disciplines of yoga and Ayurveda. Daily exercise, learning face yoga, seasonal meal planning, mindset, letting go of that which does not serve you, illuminating your chakras daily, becoming a spiritual being. If you have the bandwidth to take on a forever change in your life, January is a great time to do this. Who will you be in nine months? Go to beautifyfaceyoga.com and look for Flourish at the top of the homepage to learn more. This program isn't for everyone. Learn if it's right for you.